and welcome to the Golden Feminine Podcast. This is a sacred space dedicated to expand wisdom around the feminine energetics, multipotentiality, embodied leadership, love, empowerment and sexuality. I'm your host, Ines Rockduval. So today we have an amazing guest, Melissa Sanga. She's an incredible womb wisdom keeper, healer, with an incredible knowledge. And she has done uh, the path of Thought Tantric Arts with me. We have studied together and I could not wait to invite her into my podcast. She has been one of my biggest inspiration around this path. She actually was the person who inspired me in going deeper into the womb wisdom and healing secrets, mysteries. And let's welcome this amazing goddess into this space. Welcome, welcome, Mel. How are you today? I'm so happy to see you. <sighs> me too and um yeah i'm really grateful to be here talking about this um as always one of my favorite topics um how am i doing i feel i feel like a little bit raw and tender i'm just come back to my family home for the first time in a year now um so i'm in that transition of being living in mexico in costa rica in Ecuador recently and just finishing a really big retreat that I held there and now coming back for like winter cocoon to actually experience like the womb of the earth in the darkness and the cocoon um yeah and going through a transition with my family so yeah I'm coming with that kind of cocoon um tender space and you yeah, so I'm here in Portugal and I'm feeling also a little tender. I have been hosting a lot of events. Yesterday I did, just did my first ever uh, temple for men and women. So I invite for the first time after these two years only with the Sacred Feminine. So it was an amazing experience. And... But my place, my place where my heart so thrives is definitely with sisters in the womb space, definitely <laughs> in the womb and space. And even though it was an amazing experience, I'm so here to, to devote myself to this work for the feminine. And mm. here I am. That's why mm -hmm. we are we are here. I want to also give a little introduction here to my community that are joining and watching the replay after yeah. that Melissa is, we, we met in Dalton Tree Cards, so one year and a half ago, more or less, or almost two years. Almost wow, two years. Time, time, time goes fast. And has, she is such an inspiration for me uh, in the, this womb healing and awakening and mysteries. She has so much wisdom. I got to know her well in the training because we had some exercises that we had to introduce ourselves as she was my partner. So I got to know all her history around her journey around womb healing and it's so, 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 so inspiring. She actually inspired me 
to go mm -hmm. deeper into that. Like after the training, I, I went even deeper because she inspired me so much. And during this podcast, I couldn't have a better guest than my dear friend and sister. And also, we have so much memories also already together. And so, <laughs> so happy and so happy to talk to you. Like we always talk for hours and I'm so happy. <laughs> I didn't know that actually that that was like um yeah that it was an inspiration and you know like I've been receiving messages all day about what to talk about in this like insights all day about what to talk about in this live and I just feel like just hearing us the, the possibility of womb healing and awakening for most people opens a whole other world and portal so like just the conversational aspect of it is such an incredible um, bridge or stepping stone to go deeper into these mysteries and this work for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really amazing. So do you want to let us know briefly what you do with, uh, this, with the magic? I know a lot, but maybe here people don't know. You want mm. to introduce a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take my incense out because it's really intense. Um, so what do I do? What a great question. Um, my service is, is really like um, evolved this year, actually specifically this year. And one of the favorite, like the, the core pieces of my work is, somatic experiencing and what I mean by that is like going into the body so let's say the womb or the pelvis and in a very grounded safe carefully curated space uh, fully expressing the pain the rage the grief the trauma from the womb and that work has been incredibly powerful in my own journey and then also witnessing, I've started sharing it at every retreat and every training that I do and witnessing like the complete catharsis, the clearing, the spaciousness um, and the like the rebirth that comes from doing those kind of practices and rituals. And something that I really delve into this year is like giving people permission to really go into like the a hundred percent or 120 percent or whatever percent they're ready to get to of the expression of that like uh rage grief whatever and for me in my own journey that was so um revelation revelationary because evolutionary because it was like I never had permission to really feel those things and express them with my sound. So when I say express, I mean sound like guttural, screaming, shouting, like moaning, grunting, like primal. And then it might, like I have different exercises for different things, but um, it also might include some kind of movement or shaking or something just to like really uh, complete the stress cycle um and like this is one aspect of my work and another aspect is like very gentle and soft and I know your audience will really re relate we have so many things that are 
uh, in alignment with both of our work about pleasure, the erotic, beauty, um, sexuality. So there's like, there's one aspect of my work which is really about the trauma healing and clearing, um, which is, in, is fundamental. And then once we clear the space, this is what you spoke about with alchemy, is like once you clear the space and there's actual spaciousness for more pleasure, for more blood flow, for more yes. life force, more creativity. It's like a cracking open. And then they're not like happening one after the other. They're kind of happening in tandem, like clearing space, bringing in more pleasure and creativity. They kind of weave at the same time. And it's a, a layered process. But another aspect of my work is like uh, awakening the womb, which is like the spiritual um portal to consciousness to the universe to life to creation and bringing that sense of reverence and beauty and magic back in and pleasure back into that space so those are kind of the two sides of one coin that i work really deeply with and that journey started because I as you know my story like you know the deep story word by word but like that I that I healed my own womb um after um three years of not having a period and my own journey of womb healing was long and it was uh, it required so much patience and it required so much determination and willpower to keep going because uh, I really believe that my own journey was as long as it was and then I didn't get my moon, my period back, my fertility back for so long is because life wanted me to go on this kind of um, this expedition, this voyage to, to receive a bunch of tools to remember the tools of how to heal wombs. Um, and I was traveling and living in, in Latin America, in South and Central America, mm -hmm. pretty much my only job at that time was to heal my womb. And yeah. I have so much gratitude for, for myself in that time. And, and all the things that I learned, I didn't really know. I didn't know I was going to be teaching this or sharing this. Um, but here we are. And it's something I'm super passionate about so beautiful thank you so much for sharing your story it was so beautiful and like the last seconds i got so much goosebumps and so many questions <laughs> <laughs> let's go let's you go know, deep. i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> so you know we we both uh, have a common path which is the sacred sexuality and eroticism which is something i work a lot mm. and but for me, I found there was a moment of my life that I found that was very hard to work on these fields when you don't when you don't do the clearing process. Yeah. And sometimes I saw that there were women that actually were very sexually awakened, and they feel they they they, are, they have a lot of pleasure and maybe. But there is a point in the relationships where they not go, they can't go deep or they have some they really have something in their bodies that don't allow them to go deep. And since I have been observing women, especially with the sacred femininity, when I go deep and deep and deep, normally it goes to wombs with our ancestrality that are linked to our wombs. Mm. 
mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And I noticed that sometimes even when we do a yoni steaming, when we do a yoni pujas, but there is even a layer deeper, which is the womb, that sometimes yeah. there is this work, especially in the sacred sexuality, but there is not this, sometimes there is not this awareness for women so important, which is the awareness of energetics and connecting with, with the womb wisdom, because if the womb has wounds and we have that if we don't clear the space, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. If we don't clear the space, if there is also ancestral energies we are carrying, there is a problem with our creativity, right? Mm. Yeah. I think it's impossible to do womb healing without touching upon your maternal lineage and clearing and healing for them. And something that I hear a lot from clients or from people in my circles is that people can get really overwhelmed with the idea um, that that there's like a lot of healing to do. They know that their maternal lineage has a lot of trauma and abortions and rape and they know in their own life they have a lot of stuff to clear, clear and heal. And I really don't, I want to kind of enter into this topic with like a lot of compassion and softness and slowness because there's actually nowhere to go and there's nowhere to get to. And I think the most, the first step in how you're relating to your womb is with that sense of of loving kindness because our wombs and our maternal lineage and the collective womb has been through so much intensity and hardness and uh, fast energy. And it's like, actually we can start by just, I think in terms of just connecting from the, to the womb day to day and, and meditating and bringing our consciousness down, I saw that there was someone who said something earlier that I think is a really great question and I want to bring it in, who said, um, is this, a, I can't find it now, but it was like, is this a mental process? Or a physical process. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's about, for me, about consciousness. So, well, like everyone knows pretty much the phrase, how does it go? Where you put, where your attention goes, energy flows, right? Exactly. So if we bring a practice I love to do at the end of the day, or if I'm really anxious, or I'm really struggling with, with my energy, I know, or sleeping or something, I think, okay, so where is the energy in my body right now? And when I think about it, I notice it's all in my head usually Mm. so like I can feel that my energy is not occupying the consciousness of my toes and one of my favorite ways to sleep is just to bring my consciousness down to my feet or my toes or my womb because it's like deeper yeah and uh, or my cervix but maybe we can get more onto cervix later so it's the first most important step and the thing that I see is most successful or most um supportive in womb healing is like how you bring your consciousness down into your womb and I have a practice and I recommend to everyone that works with me and anyone who resonates with it to just have like a short practice it can just first start with like 30 seconds or just a moment of bringing your consciousness your energy down into your womb and filling your womb with light or with love and I always say like loving consciousness 
loving awareness um this beautiful yeah. i don't know if it came from ramdas but something that was really like radiant from ramdas's teachings of like bringing your loving awareness and i am loving awareness so how we can bring that awareness of love into the womb maybe for the first time and i i know from my own experience i was so disembodied i came from a lot of sexual trauma body trauma um a lot of like a dysfunctional family where there was a lot of fear and i wasn't embodied in my body and one of the first things i needed to do in my uh in the bringing back of my moon and healing my womb was like how i reconnected with this space with my focus intention and consciousness and and yeah bringing that consciousness down and if you feel to to add like light into the womb and just see how it is this portal it's this spiral and see how deep you can go in your meditation like spiraling into that central focal point that is really like this uh this what this portal is the only word that comes really into the rest of the cosmos Yes, and the galactic womb. Exactly, the, the galactic womb. And, you know, some people always want to know, like, how do I do all these things and the womb mysteries and the womb wisdom? And it's like, it's actually very simple for me. And the most simple thing is actually how often can you make a small practice of bringing your consciousness into your womb, your cervix, your ovaries? Because a lot of womb healing negates the rest. A lot of practitioners of womb healing or whatever you want to say leaders they don't necessarily always talk about the ovaries and the cervix and yes. the whole the whole um every part of the yoni and so um, you know and so really bringing that energy down there and and seeing what's there and and womb wisdom is as simple as just asking a message and asking uh some insights from this other kind of we have a third eye consciousness portal we have a heart consciousness and we have a womb consciousness and they have different frequencies different vibrations it's i don't so know if i answered your question <laughs> yes <laughs> no yeah and and you also went, went went further which is which is so amazing because this weekend i did i led a womb steaming ceremony which is something that really for me the most powerful practice like i love womb steaming i love my sauna yeah. here and what i realized uh because i also lead a lot of um groups for entrepreneurs and how to actually i had this group called exponential uh, creatrix which is how to be an how to create exponentially and there is no way that we can go further understand who we are and connect and have a clear vision without clearing the womb what yeah. i realized when i for example this weekend we did a yoni steaming ceremony and one of the things that i was asking was if you have extra like energy as you don't feel if it comes from ex-partners if it comes from uh, your lineage just release and ask to see to connect also with who you are and the moment I experienced by myself the moment I clear deeply my womb and connect with my womb. I even have clear visions and have more creativity. I can understand 
where I'm going, where is the right path, where I'm not in alignment, where I'm in alignment. So in a way, I'm awakening my third eye, as you are saying. Mm -hmm. I have so much clarity after, normally after womb steaming, I, and also other rituals, but especially womb steaming, it's like it's clearing the fog, the sacred waters and the medicines of the plants are just infusing, are receiving the warm, the womb and the cervix are receiving the, warm, <laughs> the nourishment from the, from the earth. And it seems like pfft, opens. <laughs> it's like I used to say, when we go to saunas, we want to clear the bodies. It's exactly like uh, yonis and wombs. They also want to be cleared sometimes and have the sure. maintenance. Let's say yeah, and, for sure. And yeah, it's it's really important. I I found myself to have so much creativity, and I know that you are also. Uh, although you are an incredible healer, you are also like an entrepreneur. So it it also helps you right helps you to have clear visions in your work to be in alignment mm -hmm. with your work to be actually womb centered in your business in your mm -hmm. leadership yeah for sure and um this might be a totally new concept for some people but for me my womb is my ceo my womb <laughs> <laughs> my womb <laughs> I don't know if I invented it or if I read it somewhere or if it was a download. I can't recall the source of it, but it just okay. came one day. Um, and yeah, like for everything, if I'm going on a date with someone, if I'm choosing like a big life decision about where to go um, to a different country, if I want to hire someone new, if I want to birth a new project, then I ask my womb and I ask many times because the womb is this oracle and a very practical way because it's a very mystical, I, I love bringing like the mystical so that it's palpable and, and um, uh, palat no, what's the word? Not palatable, but it's understandable. Um, so for me, and you can explore this in your own body, but when I ask, sometimes I get words, sometimes I get images, sometimes I get all different kinds of codes and symbols. But the most simple way that my womb communicates to me is that I ask, okay, um, is, I don't know, let me think of something. Like, should I return to Ecuador? And then I ask and I listen for quite some time with patience and I receive a yes as like an expansion feeling in my womb, like mm -hmm. an opening. Mm -hmm. And if it's a no, I almost feel my womb contract and is kind of like more static. I don't really, it's kind of like stationary. Whereas the expansion and the yes is I, I feel the energy moving outwards and it's very simple. And like an oracle, I will ask that many times and and get the... Uh, get the answer and then I'll ask over many days just to really make sure and something that came through to me today that I felt that my womb or the collective womb really wanted us to talk about was the importance and I don't know how I'm not actually sure how much you share about this with your audience but uh, the importance of connecting into our moon time Yes, because this yes, portal yes. is so much more open in that time and I have had all of my greatest insights in my moon time I've birthed every single course every single retreat 
everything in my work, my whole body of work came as a download in my moon time. There's not yes. one of them that wasn't created in moon time. The, yeah, there was, there was this course that I gave called the Multipotential Woman. It was in, uh, uh, in late summer. And the first, so the first code of being multipotential is actually awakening the GPS of your womb. So it's mm. so in alignment what you are actually Yum. saying is actually how to listen to it and how to connect. And as much we, we connect, the, the insights are, are obvious. And for mm -hmm. example, I had this, this moment because our works are also very creative, right? Because we are yeah. downloading, we are channeling and our ideas are actually channel channelings from our highest self. And during the moon time, you are connected with a wise woman. So we are connected with the one that knows and knows your path. So everything that comes from your moon time, if it's a purge, if it's a great idea, there was actually this moon time that was like, I'm going to go offline, totally offline. Like I'm just mm -hmm. in my cave. And actually I was receiving so much, so much, so much, so much. I was doing like lots of posts, but I was not online. I was just like doing a diet because so many things were like downloading like me, I couldn't stop me and I was like girls <laughs> and I was like girls I know that I tell you to not be online but seriously it's like so much important content that, that that is coming right now that I just I just come here and post a photo and text and I was like seriously doing like three posts today it was like so crazy like couldn't stop coming <laughs> It's like, yeah. that's amazing. And then it's very important. And, and the multipotential woman, why, why I included this? Because we need to not also activate the GPS, but understand that there are phases where we mm -hmm. have more creativity. Understand our levels of creativity also. Because sometimes yeah. the moments that feels that you have a lot, sometimes you don't. And sometimes, especially if you are an entrepreneur and you, can, you own your own business, you can actually you have the freedom to choose the amount of your work. Some, there are moments that you have more energy and moments that you are like, you need to rest more and listen more. And there are different, I found out that in during the month, there are different ways where creativity gets expressed. Mm -hmm. So in moon time, it gets expressed on this way, these channelings, but I'm resting. Creativity mm -hmm. gets expressed in my ovulation and when like, it gets expressed to my energy, to my ecstasy, to my joy. So it gets expressed in different ways. And I can use that to mm -hmm. actually create all the visions I got in my moon time. So yeah. in that way, you are just increasing your productivity. I got this, uh, one, of my, one of my clients that did this course and she was a super entrepreneur. And she was like, wow, this is really changing my business. This is like making me super, now I understand. Now I have to put my uh, big meeting on this day, on this day. And everything for her started to flow. And I was like, it's yeah. so simple, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And you know, you're reminding me, it's like, it's so part of my life that I forget that other people don't live like that. Like it's so normal for me now to live my, my business, my life, my social life, my exercise in attunement with my cycle that I, f I actually forget that other people don't know those things or aren't in, in tune with that. And uh, for me, I, it's very, very important for me that I take at least 
day one and day two off off of work on my moon um that's like a hard boundary for me um and to really go inwards and then really I don't really work for like five days and because I'm an entrepreneur I also chose this life I like my my I'm lucky that I feel fortunate that I entered this work from a young age I'm 25 um and that I sculpted a life that was in alignment with my menstrual cycle and that I have told everyone in my life knows where I am in my cycle continually and they treat me because I've gently taught them over time they treat me differently depending on what season I'm on and uh, I had a question recently that was like uh, in one of my retreats that was like oh but what do the people that work work with you think about the fact that you if you know if your moon comes a day it comes unexpectedly or your moon you know whatever it doesn't come on time or I'm like I don't want to work with people that don't respect that like that's not me um being in integrity with my teachings because I'm teaching people to take time off when they're bleeding and so for me to get my bleed on an unexpected day my first thing is to cancel everything in my day and go inwards and obviously I don't have children I don't have a family but there are different ways that that can be possible with support with your partner um there's a, a level of accessibility to every woman. And if we don't deeply, deeply, deeply rest in winter, then we won't have the full energy to bloom in the same way that if Earth doesn't take a full winter in the Northern Hemisphere, she can't fully bloom and blossom in the summer. And one of the biggest issues of period pain is that people don't rest. And there's so many things. There's a lot of trauma that hasn't been healed um there's a lot of stagnancy in the womb and a lot of different things causing period pain but one of the things is that we're not deeply resting i think i'm echoing can you hear me echoing no um so one of the most easeful ways to really just connect in is to create like you said a moon cave and the womb will thank you so much if you take even 30 minutes, one hour, two hours. Uh, you can write in your journal. You can write about what am I releasing from this cycle? You can draw a card. What am I releasing from this cycle? And then you can connect with your womb and ask your womb, what am I releasing? Like we can have a mental answer and then we can have an embodied womb wisdom, deeper answer. And I always get a lot deeper from that. And then when it feels ready, you can ask, okay, what am I stepping into in my next cycle? You can draw a card. You can have a mental idea and then you can also meditate with your womb and really listen, what am I stepping into in this next cycle? How does that look like? Um, what are the tools, the people, the places, the things? And I usually take one project through each cycle. So every menstrual cycle I will birth one project for me that's enough um sometimes it's true but like to really be in fl fluidity and um longevity with my sexual creative energy one project is good for me um and then I schedule all of my uh like you said my creations my launches my podcast things like the, if I'm recording videos for a course or something, that's all in my ovulation time. 
Also because during that time, the communication centers of our brain, the heightened estrogen causes the centers of our brain that are for communication to be most active. So we actually have the most precision with an articulation with our speech during that time. Um, and yeah, it's just like, that's the rhythm of my life. And it's so natural to me and so beautiful. And I really hope that um, a really simple book that's like, not very mystical, or very practical. I know you've read it is, I think you've read it is In the Flow by Lisa Beatty. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I was introduced to this book by you. Oh, yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also have created a whole online school where we spend like one month, one module on each phase of the cycle. And we learn about like, we go so, so, so deep. Like people always say from that journey, because <laughs> I've been doing it for like, two, three years now in different iterations. And everyone always says like, wow, I had no idea you could go so deep on the menstrual cycle. There were so many mystical layers of wisdom and archetypes and yeah. It's, it's so amazing. And also one of the things that all these years that you have been working with, uh, with, with women, like I also like when, when, when I ask when, when women are, let's say sometimes I have, I have women that want to do this work, but still the menstrual cycle doesn't come in alignment. Normally what you suggest, imagine they are doing your program and they are doing, well, this is the week of that, uh, the, and this is ovulation, this is that phase, this is the, the moon phase, mm -hmm. but she's experienced the same time different or experienced after. And, she does the whole plan for the month in her business according mm -hmm. to that. And what do you would advise like when it doesn't get regulated? When you change? Because sometimes so, happens, right? So you're asking if someone plans their month ahead with their cycle and then their cycle is irregular? Is that the question? Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, well, Let me think. Let me feel into it. I think that's a very personal question for each human because it's like, my answer would be to listen to their body. And maybe you do a launch and it's, you've like organized a call or something and your, and your ovulation hasn't arrived yet. Um, it's up to really what, how you feel in your body. I don't think there's anything, like we can't, one of the reasons why I don't resonate with period apps is because when we can't algorithmize, we can't create algorithms of the feminine wisdom of, of our body. Man has been trying to create systems and structures around the feminine body and the feminine and the earth for so long and you can't do it. So, Of course, there's always going to be moments where it's not in alignment. And I think it's okay. It's like what I always teach also in my school is like that I'm giving them a blueprint and I'm giving them a lot of information around each archetype, around each phase. And then I invite them, okay, these are all the things. I want you to explore this in your own body and find your own unique connection to it. And every cycle will be slightly different. Every cycle yes. will be tiny bit different or there'll be a new layer or it'll be um, a shift. And so 
I think just allowing whatever comes and um, if you don't ovulate on the same day as your launch, it's okay. Like everything will be fine. Um, and I think what I want to really answer with that is giving the power back to the person and each unique individual that they, they can listen to their body and choose and, and shift from there. So beautiful. Ah. Every time I listen to you, this is such, so, 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 so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, really love to listen to you. I can definitely uh, relate because, for example, me, it's, it's incredible because all my life I had non-regular period and started to be regular with the work I have been done during the past two, three years, but especially after Totten Three Cards, started to be... Mm -hmm super uh, regular but after a while it started to go back to, to 33 days 34 35 days and then i realized that sometimes there are cycles that are longer and we don't have to panic without that yeah exactly maybe there is a little misalignment that we can look at it yeah and understand and maybe some cycles are just 31 days, 32 days, and just because sometimes we are not in the new moon, it doesn't, we don't have to panic totally. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah. do you believe that also the womb wants to change the cycle for the red cycle, or it's just, just some misalignment sometimes? Hmm. Um, so, we're, in terms of like longer cycles and cycle shifts, like the most most important piece for me there is like reminding people that their womb knows what it's doing and so when the the womb knows when to bleed and the ingredients a lot of the nerves feeding from the sacrum into the reproductive system are um, parasympathetic nerves so if we're not in a state of sympathetic nervous system if we're stressed Uh, if there's an emotional turmoil, uh, if there's tension in the pelvis, like whatever's happening in the context of the life is usually the womb will wait until the body feels safe to let go and bleed. And so one of the first things that I always say to the women that are um, that are waiting their bleed and they are on day 35, 36 and, and so on is like, okay, what do you need to let go? Go and do some really deep yin yoga do a yoni steam, uh, think about what part of your cycle needs to be alchemized, maybe do an obsidian egg practice and a rage release, like rage release just before you bleed is so important part of my practice and what I share and teach. And it's like, what do you need to let go? So maybe it's softening, maybe and it's an emotional catharsis, uh, um, a releasing process. And most likely, almost always, the reason we're not bleeding is because we're in that kind of um, tension in, in the pelvis or in life. And so as soon as we take that time to just, or maybe it's because you're traveling and the womb is waiting for you to nest mm. and land, oh. you know, it's like the womb needs to, to be nested in order to bleed. When, and when the I same with Costa Rica, I bleed immediately. I feel. Exactly. It's like, The, the, conch, I, the intelligence of the womb is so beyond anything that we could 
ever even comprehend with our human minds. It's this ancient, ancient, ancient intelligence that I can't even pretend to understand. It's so interconnected with the web of life and the wisdom of life. Um, and so I think if someone's having an irregular cycle consistently for many years, then it is something to look at in terms of hormone balance or in terms of the sympathetic nervous system mm -hmm. and their nervous mm -hmm. system. But if it's just a one-off now and again, or if they're bleeding for a long time or bleeding for a less time or whatever it is, there's something different about your cycle. Just remembering and looking at what's happening in your life at that time, you know, and, and, and having compassion for yourself around the emotional, psychosomatic aspect of your life during that time. Also, we had here an amazing question that uh, Yolanda says, I had my moon two times in 15 days. What does this mm -hmm. mean? So you have been with, yeah. Mm -hmm. You want Melissa me to answer? Has, yeah, if you want. Melissa has just super experience with women and uh, with these cases. So normally when you observe these cases, what you have been observing when these irregularities come? Um... Well, I can't see the question, but my first, I think it's like in the opposite end of the spectrum because everybody's body is unique, right? And it, it processes and digests life differently. Every single body is unique in its digestion of, of life. And so in this case, it could just be that perhaps you're in, I don't know, but maybe you're in uh a process where your body needs to release right now. I don't know the context of your life and if you feel comfortable to share, then I'd be so happy to expand more. But maybe this was a moment where your womb needed to release something emotional or it's like a, some bleeds for me are very much purging processes. Some of them I'm really releasing something and some of them are more like mystical, magical upgrade expansion insights. And so sometimes they can be with that focus of, of the womb, the body, uh, the pelvis is, is purging something. So I don't know if that resonates with you. Um, and again, if it happens just as a one-off, trust the intelligence of it. If it continually happens for many, many months, then maybe um, seek out some support of, of some womb healing or someone who works like in similar ways that me and Inez do. Um, but also the most simple thing, it's like, yeah, the most simple thing that comes to me is when we have pain, when the mood, the bleed is happening like this, just ask your womb and sit and listen to your womb. What is the reason? And when we're really listening to the, to our womb wisdom, the invitation is receptivity. So it's how we can sit with our consciousness in the womb in this place of open end, like an open-ended question, just listening, 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 opening, listening, and being receptive. And I actually really just, um, I invite you to ask your womb, why did it bleed twice this month? And that's the best answer you're gonna get. Yeah, she answers, yes, totally sense. I had to release more this month than the last ones. Yeah, so one thing I'll say about that is in that case, because you bled twice, I would 
it's, it would be very supportive to your body to increase your iron, your magnesium, your calcium uptake in this month, either with herbal tea, um, with some different, I don't know what kind of medicines you work with, um, some natural medicines just to increase your iron, magnesium and calcium to support your body through um, this. Like for example, nettle, very strong nettle tea will be really supportive, red raspberry, um, those are the two that kind of come to mind with the strongest mineral content. There is, we have to close soon because Melissa has to go, but we just have a very uh, little question. Say, which herbs do you recommend for bleeds? I'm without my moon for 80 days. I mm -hmm. do have tension in my life. And for steaming, I mean? For steaming? Um, <clears throat> I love talking about herbs. I'm a herbalist for context, um, a folk herbalist. So, the mo the one of the so in the case of having no moon is is called amenorrhea. So you want to work with abortifacients. I can never really pronounce that, but but herbs that bring shed the lining of the womb. So one of my greatest allies in this depends where you are from the world, but mugwort, so Artemisa vulgaris, is really powerful to drink the tea and to steam with it, but just a little bit. You don't need a, a ton of mugwort in your steam. It's the witch's herb of Europe, and it's an, I could talk about mugwort for a long time. It has so many benefits, but it's a midwife herb. It increases your, it will have, make you have strong dreams because it increases your visions, um, lucid dreaming, But even if you drink a strong concoction of it during your, your steam and have it coming like both ends um, and really ask the mugwort, like really be in prayer with the plant spirit itself and ask the mugwort to support you releasing. And um, mugwort brings a lot of fresh blood flow to the, um, to the pelvis and will help you shed your lining. And I think intention is so powerful. So to connect with the plant spirit and ask these kind of questions. Um, but you can also do some research on, on abortifacients. Uh, Ruda is a really powerful one, more from like Mayan territory. Um, and I worked with a bunch of different ones. Also, I, I work, it would be hard to give you a specific one because I'm you're not my client and I don't know your story, but um, I also work very deeply with Vitex, Chase Berry Tree, not as a steam, I don't know about that, but as as a, a supplement or as a tincture, I worked a lot with uh, Vitex during my times of not having my moon. I can geek out on herbs for like a long time, but those are my, those are my top. Mark Check Ward. Melissa's work because it's so good. Yeah, they say Artemisa and Ruda, she has at home. Perfect. Do you have Ruda? So Ruda is just supposed to be used in like, um, it's not recommended to use Ruda many, many times. It's used more as like a one-off ceremonial thing. If you have a lot of it in your body, it can be a bit intense for your body. And it's a very, very powerful um, ally plant, but I would use it maybe once, twice, three times maximum with a strong intention uh, of bringing your moon back and really connect to the spirit because These plant spirits also have a consciousness and can help us uh, 
help us with this whatever our question is or whatever our intention is and again um ask your womb why she's not bleeding or why it's not bleeding and listen about what needs to happen or what it needs or what the process is in order for your womb to really let go and and get back into her rhythm or its rhythm yeah they say thank you thank you <laughs> yeah oh i know you have to go is your time to go i want i'm so grateful that you jump here and you came thank you so much this was so 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 oh so good i love to have you here such a honor deep thanks sister mm -hmm. uh, to be part of this and you have so much wisdom i i want to see you soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you so much for having me and I feel like we just got started but maybe this is part one um I do have to go and meet my sister now. Uh, I haven't seen her in a year, so I'm excited about that. And um, yeah, just my my blessings to everyone listening and their wombs and their creativity and this transitional portal of entering 2023. And if it resonates to really start this womb healing and awakening journey in your 2023, then I would be so honored to support you through that. And I know Inez would too. And I'm just grateful that you're here and listening. And um, I hope you received a lot of nourishment and uh, insight and inspiration from this conversation. Thank you so much, dear. Part two, maybe it's going deeper on the cervix. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should do the part two. <laughs> Oh, okay. thank you so much. I love you. To go thank you I, have, I know I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for this time together, sister. Oh, I love God. you. Have a beautiful evening. Have a beautiful evening, evening and with your sister. And thank you all of you who were here. Vicky's. Yes. Ciao, ciao. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I hope you have enjoyed. And if so, let me know how it landed to you. For now, have a gorgeous, beautiful day. And I see you on the next one.